Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 1030 a.m. Eastern. And you know what that means? It's time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That's FlyWithJT.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything going on in the high-altitude community. Lots of cool stuff coming down the road, so make sure you get yourself plugged in at FlyWithJT.com. Recently, I was having a conversation with my wife about leadership. We were talking about how in the, in the military we had certain core values, certain ethos, certain ways of, of operating that kept the machine humming. And she obviously was my navigator. We flew together. That's, in fact, how we met. And we use a lot of what we learned in the military in our business to help other people succeed, to help ourselves stay as profitable. And, and, and not just, it's not just about the bottom line. It's about running an effective organization. After 12 and a half years of active duty in the United States Navy, I can say that I've learned a thing or two that have made a positive impact on my career as an entrepreneur. But frankly, it's also made a huge impact in my life as a husband and as a dad and as, as, as just a person who really loves other people and, and, and is excited about being a mission accomplishment coach to folks that are out there doing their thing. Perhaps the biggest impact is the deep appreciation that I have for leadership, something that I have found to be in short supply these days. Maybe you agree with me. At least we can agree that it's thinly understood at best. When we talk about leadership, it's not just about a position or a role. It's not just about rank. It's truly about a way of being. Recently, I tripped across an uh, a article on a website called socialman.com, and it was called uh, the seven habits of the seven military habits that every man must have. In fact, I'll link that up here uh, on my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash flywithjt. You can find that. Uh, I'll post it up here right after uh, the podcast is over. And as I was reading through this, I was starting to think a little bit about, you know, exactly what it takes to to bring that leadership role or those leadership lessons over into the business space or at least into the civilian space. So I'm going to go through this a little bit, but I'm going to put my spin on it as well because I think it's important to understand from the perspective of having served in the military, not just the fact that these are military traits, but these are things that we all need to have as leaders in corporate, leaders in business, leaders in sports, leaders in life. The first one is discipline. Discipline, like self-discipline, the kind of discipline where we we can self-start, we can show up each day, and we can do the things we know we need to do. 
And in the article, he's talking about things like making your bed. And I've I've referenced the amazing keynote speech by Admiral uh, McRaven, former U.S. Navy SEAL, a retired U.S. Navy SEAL. And he talks about the power of making your bed as one of the disciplines. And it's funny because each morning, my wife and I, first thing we do, we spring out of bed, we make the bed before we even do anything. The first act we do is to make the bed. And there's something interesting about that. It really sets the tone for the day. First of all, it gives you a great sense of accomplishment. It seems like a small thing. But as Admiral McRaven says, if you can accomplish the small things, then you can accomplish the big things. And my spin on that is to say, if you cannot even accomplish the small things, how can you expect to be, or be expected to do the big things? It's a little bit way of building self-trust. And self-trust is one of those important aspects that leaders have to have inside themselves, the ability to trust themselves, to know that they have what it takes deep down inside to execute the mission and to follow through. So making your bed is one small way to do that. It's really about, you know, it's more than just tidying up your quarters. It's attention to detail. It's about having the discipline to take care of the things that are important. And so when you have that sense of self-discipline, whether it's making your bed, doing the dishes, uh, balancing your checkbook, whatever it might be, it, it, it sets a tone and allows you to set the example for other people. Number two is fitness. Now, I think fitness, having a strong mind, a strong body is extremely important for leaders. And what this does, and the thing I love about the article is it focuses you to do three things. One is to learn patience. <laughs> if you've ever worked out, if you've ever trained yourself, you've ever been in not such great shape and then trained yourself into fantastic shape, you know that it takes patience to get there. You don't see the results overnight. And then if you've been in fantastic shape and, and incurred an injury, which I know has happened to quite a few of us, you know that you have to be extremely patient. You can't push it too far. Your body's going to let you only go so far, so you have to sort of nurture it along, and you have to take care of yourself. The second thing that it does is it creates endurance. And it's not just about physical endurance. It's about emotional endurance, mental endurance. There's a lot of talk these days about emotional EQ, uh, emotional uh, intelligence. They call it EQ. Well, it's more than just emotional intelligence. It's about emotional, uh, emotional maturity. And when we talk about that endurance that you have to build as an athlete or you, the physical endurance you build, we're also talking about that emotional endurance that comes with emotional maturity. So important for leaders to have that ability to hang in there, to be resilient, not just about the mental toughness but about the endurance. And third, they talk about sticking to goals. I'd like to submit a fourth one. And the fourth is that we become comfortable being uncomfortable. In fact, we love discomfort after a while. And it's really important as a leader, particularly in entrepreneurship, to have a, uh, a genuine love and appreciation for discomfort. In fact, the ability to suffer. A lot of times we hear that word suffer and we think it's some sort of a nasty thing, an ugly thing, and that's not what life's about. Well, actually, if you can be the person that can out-suffer another person, that means you can hang in there. Now, there's a big difference between suffering and misery. Misery is where we just sort of accept things as they are. We don't work at all to try to get out of that circumstance. We accept it and say, oh, it's never going to get better. You know, this is, the, this is the lot that I was given, the hand I was dealt. This is the life that I was born into. A true leader, a high performer knows that sometimes you've got to suffer. You've got to push through that barrier to break through to the other side. And when you do, everything shifts. Everything changes. Third is to execute what they call a battle rhythm. Now, <laughs> I love this term. And the definition of battle rhythm is a deliberate cycle of command, staff, and unit activities intended to sync 
current and future operations. Now, that's a lot of, you know, military talk for basically saying having a daily uh, routine. And what I love about this is that it's so true. When you have a routine, then you have this ability to really start clicking, start hitting on all 12 cylinders. And I've actually had people tell me, you know what, I don't need a routine that's military, too militaristic. It works for you military guys, but for me, I'm an entrepreneur, man. i got to have freedom. And those are typically the people that crash and burn. To not have any structure is equivalent to tying your own shoelaces together. It's very hard to be able to get up and run and have a long stride and sprint to your next goal or to your next checkpoint. You have to have that structure and that strategy in place to be able to keep yourself on path. One thing I teach my clients is something I call the power five. And what it is is five prioritized actions you take each day that allow you to have some structure, that allow you to have a rhythm to what you do. Now, those five things are things that are, that are unnegotiable, non-negotiable rather. You don't negotiate with these. You say these are the five things that are going to get done, and hopefully they are things that bring you closer to mission accomplishment. In fact, the word power in the, word, in, in the term power five is an acronym. P stands for purpose. O stands for opportunity, win stands for, or W stands for win-win-win, E stands for enthusiasm, and R stands for result-oriented. So you want to be doing five actions each day that are moving you closer to your purpose, that answer a current opportunity or bring a new one, that pose themselves as a win-win-win situation, a win for you, a win for the people you do work for and with, and then a win for the people you're here to serve, and E, that you can get enthusiastic about, and of course R, that draws you toward a result. doesn't mean it's going to bring you a result. It kind of brings us back to that conversation about fitness. Just because you go to the gym doesn't mean that you're automatically going to see the result. But going to the gym is a result-producing activity that will eventually bring you the results you're looking for. Fourth is <laughs> one of my favorites. It's about keeping your head keeping cool under pressure, focusing on the mission, and not focusing or obsessing over the obstacles. In the work that I do with entrepreneurs and leaders, a lot of times what we'll find is people will go down this path where they'll dig themselves into a hole thinking about and obsessing over the obstacles, worrying about things that have yet to happen or things that could happen. And while I'm a big fan of having contingencies, contingency plans in place and saying to yourself, hey, it could possibly go south, but what would we do if it does? There's a big difference between having a focus on mission accomplishment and a focus on the obstacles that are pre preventing us from accomplishing the mission. You have to have the contingencies in place because when the contingency plan is done, what happens is now you have that freedom of mind. You have much more mental airspace in which to create solutions in the face of adversity. And so that's why it's so important to be able to keep your head, stay calm, be level-headed under pressure, and believe in yourself enough to know that you can and will overcome the obstacles. Fifth is to be of service. Now, in the article, he's talking about camaraderie and how key it is and being there to support other people. And I can tell you that as a surveillance and reconnaissance pilot, I had a crew of 12 people ranging from in backgrounds from an MBA all the way up to a GED. And what was interesting about that is no matter how diverse the backgrounds were, no matter how different everybody was, they had their own views, their own opinions, and very strong personalities, we all had to work together. And you might think, wow, how does a dysfunctional family pull something like that off? Well, I'll tell you this. It's amazing when you have a focus on serving other people, to be there for others, to have each other six it's a very important quality that all leaders have to have, particularly in business, but also in sports, in civic service, 
whatever your calling is, whatever your mission here on planet Earth is, when we approach it from a place of being of service to other people and helping people, then all of a sudden we as leaders not only become more empowered and we also have a lot more energy to give to that, to that cause, but suddenly we're also trusted more. We're given a lot more power because those people say to themselves, this person's in it for more than just themselves. They're in it to help me. And they can get behind that. And it's one of the key aspects to strong leadership. Sixth is about respect. It's about giving respect so that you can earn respect back. Give respect to others, even the bad guys. You know, there are going to be times where there's people on your teams, people that you deal with that aren't exactly great people to be around. They might have... Uh, you know, bad character traits. They might be unscrupulous in their practices. They might be the kind of personality that rubs you the wrong way. It might be the person nobody can stand, but we still have to extend respect to them. Sometimes that's difficult. In fact, I think it's one of the great tests of leadership. One of the great things that we are presented with on a daily basis is the ability to give respect in the face of adversity or give respect in the face of, you know, uh, disappointment. Give, face, uh, give respect in the face of somebody who, at the, on the offset, doesn't seem like they deserve to have our respect. So it's important. But it's also about respecting ourselves. So it's not about being somebody's doormat. It's not about being somebody, being subservient to other people. Rather, it's about having our own self-respect for ourselves. That level of respect that says, I am valuable, I have something to give, and I'm here to, to give that and, and to be of you know, true value to other people. And finally, is something that I took a lot of pride in, and I think it's something that is, the, is a hallmark of military service, and that is to counsel in private, but to praise in public. What that means is when something goes wrong, it's very easy to lose our stuff, right? To get upset, to blow somebody's face off, but you want to be able to do that behind closed doors. If you have to c- condemn somebody, if you have to bring them down, if you have to give them you know, any kind of uh, critique, it's better to do that behind closed doors. Number one, when you do that, it gives you a moment to cool off. Number two, most importantly is it does not give the world around you and that person an audience, you don't, bec- you, know, you don't give that, that, that challenge or that setback an audience. Instead, what you do is you pull the person aside and say, listen, you know, we screwed up here. And let's discuss this. And you give them that opportunity to learn from it and not have to have their ego smashed into a million little pieces in front of everybody. Really important in parenting, too, by the way, not to scold your children in public. And I'm not here to teach you how to, to, how to parent, but certainly it's a, it's a carryover from a military training where if you're talking to a subordinate, talking to somebody who works under you, and they have a challenge or they have an issue or they have done something wrong, made a mistake, the worst thing you can do is to hammer them in public. Most important is to be able to pull them aside and, and give them a private counseling session and say, hey, here's what, 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 what I saw happen. Tell me what you think happened, and let's find a way for you to learn from this and move on. But when they do something great, if you've got a member of your team that does amazing, uh, if you've got a, a client that you love, if there are parts of your organization that, that, want, that you want to highlight, then absolutely that should be very public. You want to praise in public because it gives people an opportunity to see all the good things that are going on. And if you're wondering, well, by, by counseling in private, are we not sweeping things under the carpet? The answer is absolutely not. You still address it. In fact, it can be challenging because now it's kind of a private thing or maybe it's you and another person counseling this person in private and it can feel 
very personal all of a sudden. It becomes a lot more intimate, which, by the way, may be one of the great qualities of counseling in public. Because now there's not an, a detachment on our part as the leaders. Now we have to feel kind of part of that. And suddenly it gives us that the impetus becomes on, or the impetus is on us to deliver better counsel so that it's not just a lambasting session. It's not just about running, raking them over the coals. And so these leadership lessons from, military, from the military have been very powerful in my business. I hope that you can take these on, extend them into your own business, into your own missions, whatever it is you're here to achieve as a high-performance leader. But understand this, that these seven practices are things that are inherent in a military unit. And if you put these into practice into your own business, into your own career, into your own path that you're on with your mission accomplishment, you will see big results from this. Again, discipline, fitness, executing your, battle, your daily battle rhythm, keeping your head staying calm, being of service to others, giving respect, and of course counseling in private, and praising in uh, public. Very important. If you want to see the article that uh, I'm referring to from socialman.com, uh, feel free to go to facebook.com forward slash flywithjt, and you'll see that. I'll link it up right here after this particular podcast is over. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show each and every single Wednesday. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success. And remember... No matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you soon.